Welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. I'm your host, Jake Wiskirchen, with you as always. And we're in episode 13. Today's topic is interest, the emotion of interest. And like all emotions, it's on a continuum from very small to very great in the range that we could experience it. But before we get into that, I want to talk about Zephyr Wellness for a little bit. That's the company that I co-own and sponsor of the podcast. And I also want to talk about NoCD, a new application that you can use to help get you through those uh, obsessive compulsive uh, issues that you may have. NoCD is uh proud to partner with Noggin Notes, and Noggin Notes is proud to partner with NoCD. It's a little lowercase n and then capital letters O-C-D. And uh, we're, we're partnering in this mental health, uh, I guess uh, I guess you could say, um, mission to help people overcome their, their stresses and their struggles. NoCD specifically targets the obsessive-compulsive disorder symptoms, and so I invite you to go check them out. And uh, see what you can see what you can do if if that's your if that's your particular thrust. Uh, last episode we talked about the emotion of disgust and how disgust can sometimes be associated with OCD tendencies because of the avoidance of germs and infection. It's not always related to anxiety, but often it is. And that leads us into today's topic of interest. Sometimes interest can be associated with anxiety. And I can tell you that if you're struggling with these things, Zephyr Wellness can certainly help out. ZephyrWellness.org is the website. You can go there and poke around. You can find episodes of this podcast. You can find some YouTube videos. There's also a Zephyr Wellness YouTube channel where you'll see me talking into a camera and uh, frequently with a whiteboard discussing various things, including emotional functioning. ZephyrWellness.org. Uh, it's an innovative and philanthropic mental health practice I'm proud to, I'm proud to run. So what is it about interest that interests us? Why would we have this emotion? If you've been listening for a while, you know that I draw from the research, I draw heavily from the research of uh, Dr. Carol Izzard, who is no longer with us. He uh, died uh, earlier in 2017, uh, but he left behind a legacy of research of emotional functioning, and in particular, it's adaptive function, meaning how we use emotions to navigate our environments and how we as a species survive through the use of emotions. So today's talks about interest. And in a nutshell, I can tell you that interest has to do with being able to move forward and investigate. It has a very investigative capacity. So uh, progress is often built on the emotion of interest simply because we continue to have this um, this fascination with, with doing more and, and finding out and figuring out. Now, on the low end of the interest continuum, we can use words like curiosity, uh, and and uh, up at the high end, we have excitement. So, excitement is a heightened sense of interest, and curiosity is a is a diminished form of interest. So, if you're only mildly interested in something, you uh, you might be curious about it, and maybe that's that's where it ends. You're just you're just passively curious but if you're super super into something and, and we may even use the word passion if you're passionate about something you may be very very excited to to continue pursuing it and the reason this is important is because it has a developmental function that Izzard uh, has stated in his book the psychology of emotions as possibly being in utero meaning before we're even born we have the emotion of interest working in our tiny little prenatal baby brains. Why do we have this? Well, it's because it helps us to investigate our environments and find out what is going on around us. 
And when we learn more, we can learn better how to navigate and better how to survive. So the the span of interest all the way up to excitement or curiosity all the way up to excitement is used to uh, to, to keep us conscious. It's used to help us focus and maintain attention. So if you think about any time you've been in school and you're alert and awake and it looks like you're paying attention, that's the emotion of interest functioning. As you're listening to this podcast, uh, at least this is my hope, as you're listening to this podcast, hopefully interest juices are flowing through your brain telling you to keep listening because I'm going to keep giving you more information that you can then use later in your life. And that drive, that motivation can help improve everything about your life. You can learn more about yourself. You can expand your own awareness. You can interact with people better. So interest is what propels us forward uh, individually and as a species. The idea here is that interest is... uh, or, or at least some level of emotion is, is going on all the time whenever you're conscious, whenever you're awake. And chiefly, that, that emotion is interest. So if you're awake, you're generally curious about what's going on in your environment. Your eyes are intaking uh, views of things. There's information hitting your ears. There's uh, you know sensations on your skin. So all the five senses are, are encountering the environment when you're awake, when you're in consciousness. And chiefly, the, even at a low level, that, that emotion that's functioning is, is interest, it's curiosity, and maybe all the way up to excitement. Now, the only exceptions Izzard talks about occur when, when you're in a, what's called a high-drive state, meaning you're in survival mode. So if a crisis pops up and you have to scramble to, to protect yourself or others, or if you're seriously destitute, you're down and out, you don't have any resources, uh, and you're simply scraping by, those would be times when the interest emotion is not present during consciousness, or often when you're overwhelmed by the negative emotions, uh, some of which we've discussed on here, such as fear or anger or shame or guilt or disgust. Uh, and then we'll get into contempt in the next podcast. But but when those negative emotions dominate, interest tends to take a back seat. But if you're at a casual resting state, you're more or less in an interested mode. Now, when one is interested, uh, one will take on the the appearance of a person who's alert, and I touched on that a little bit earlier. So this is how we can know how to play into people and and um, and be a good audience, and also to give a good audience to someone is simply by noticing their facial recognition. And one thing that Izzard talks about at length in his book, uh, in all of his writings, is the idea that facial recognition from one person to the next can can clue us into what the person is experiencing. So. If, uh, I've touched on this in earlier podcasts about how if a flat face, a flat affected face, it can um, communicate almost nothing. It's a, it's, a, it's a mystery. And having a flat face can empower the person with the flatness because it, it keeps people on, on edge. It keeps them on their heels. If no one knows what you're feeling, then it's very hard to interact. And that serves to, uh, power and control need. To, uh, to retain an, a sense of being in charge of, of the situation or in charge of others. So if somebody looks like they're bored, then the response usually is to try to interest them, right, and to engage them in the conversation. If they look interested, we know that they're paying attention. They're nodding. Uh, their eyes are bright. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're communicating with facial expressions that they're engaged. 
So we don't have to do any extra effort. I don't have to wave my hands when I'm giving a speech if I know that everybody's locked eyes with me and is paying attention. But if people are down on their cell phones or or they look like they're nodding off, then I maybe want to clap my hands or something to get their attention and bring them back. And I, I, and I want to re-engage that in, emotion of interest and curiosity. Uh, interest also has a, a very fascinating developmental feature uh, or several developmental features, I should say. So as it turns out, people are more interested uh, in people than anything else. We, we like to be uh, with each other. We like to find out about each other, and we like to engage in each other. There's, there's lots of stuff that, to the human species that's, uh, that can be found out. And I, I, I will speak to this in a, in a future podcast about the depth of a, of a human being and how we have infinite capacity. And I think that's that infinite capacity part that really engages our interest. We want to know what people are about. We want to we want to find out more about them. As a tangent to this, I think what's happening dangerously in our society right now is that we're making assumptions as if we know all about a certain person or a group of people, and then we discard them and we discount them, and we're no longer curious about them because we just told ourselves that we know all there is to know based on some label that's been applied. So, so that's very dangerous because what it does is it drives people apart and we're no longer curious about pe- each other. We're no longer excited to meet other people who are different from us so that we can learn. Instead, what we're doing is we're categorizing them and, and casting them off. And And I think that has all sorts of negative uh, impacts on society as we start to drift further and further apart and we become more and more uh, like islands to each other instead of uh, you know connected uh, land masses uh, relying on and engaging in one another. Interest also assists us in the development of, of our competencies. So anything that we're good at, we got there because we were curious enough to continue finding out more and more. Hopefully you continue listening to this podcast because you believe that I have something to offer you in the form of knowledge about you know neuroscience or emotional functioning or uh, psychology and psychotherapy. And then you, in turn, will improve your own competency and your own self-progression. So that, that's, uh, that's another uh, adaptive function and developmental function of the emotion of interest. Either consciously or automatically, sometimes we, we can use interest to dull the sensation of pain by focusing our attention elsewhere. So if you think back of, about a time when maybe you got injured uh, and, you, and you would put your attention elsewhere or you would, you know, maybe undergoing a, an unpleasant procedure in the old days, they'd, they'd have you bite down on something to, to take your attention off of maybe the, the, open, the open wound that's on your knee in the, you know, in the Civil War battlefield or something. Uh, this is also where we get the term biting the bullet. Uh, soldiers in the Civil War or the Revolutionary War would literally bite on a bullet to uh, distract them from the pain that was going on when they're you know, being operated upon because there was no local anesthesia back in the day. So um, distraction uh, is a form of interest, and it's often used to overcome uh, pain sensations. If it's psychological pain, we can certainly distract ourselves out of that. In fact, distraction is a is a well-embraced, uh, well-populated technique for helping people who are in psychological pain to um, avoid it, for at least for a brief period of time. If you can distract yourself uh, and be interested in something, it takes your mind off of whatever may be bugging you. Interest and fear sometimes interact, creating anxiety. I touched on that earlier when I when I referenced OCD. So oftentimes we'll we'll think of anxiety in terms of fear based, but sometimes it can be an over abundance of interest. If you're too interested in something and you can't contain your excitement, sometimes that that rises up to the level of anxiety or even jumps into mania where you can have a manic episode where the level of interest that an individual is experiencing just just blows through the roof. 
uh, abnormally high or low levels of, of interest uh, may represent you know problems that you you want to seek help for. But that's one good, uh, I guess, red flag is to say maybe maybe if you're way too into something, <laughs> you may want to check yourself and back off because it's it, it may not be healthy. Um, motivation for success uh, can often be measured by the amount of interest involved, and it, it also plays a vital role in the acquisition of skills. So this speaks again to the to the competencies. If you're trying to become good at something, you need more skills. Interest will motivate what you know you need to do in order to practice to to get good at it. Because honestly, practicing something over and over and over to get good at it is quite boring. So the way you overcome that is with the interest in accomplishing something, the interest in success. You want to be you want to succeed. You want to achieve stuff. Interest is what drives that. And then finally, uh, one one last point I want to make is the uh, the the power of interest to 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 focus on something and sustain your attention is what makes possible learning. Uh, learning in general is is generated from the ability to focus on something. And why would you focus on something unless you're interested in it? That's that emotion. The, the, so the emotion ranges from curiosity all the way up to excitement. And we just generically call it interest. But it's it's such an important function. It starts from you know in utero before birth and goes all the way through death. And it's really important that parents are able to coach their children in a warm, safe, nurturing environment where interest is allowed to develop and grow. And you want to be able to, to allow your kids to push themselves and figure things out and play with unusual objects and, and uh, sort their way through life because that's how they grow. That's how they learn. That's how they develop. That's how they become competent. And that's how they succeed. So I'm not advocating that we necessarily put sharp objects in the hands of uh, toddlers because we, we also have a job to protect our children. But uh, along the way, we definitely have a job to, to educate and teach values. And what better way than to foster the, the emotion of interest in our children? If you like this podcast, I really encourage you to give us a rating and a review on iTunes because that helps drive listenership. The The higher the rating, the more reviews, uh, the higher it'll pop up on somebody's search feature. And then the more people get to benefit from hearing this. You know, it's it's free and uh, we want to keep it that way. So, of course, we're always seeking sponsors for, for the program and we're glad to pair with No CD. And I'm proud to represent Zephyr Wellness. But uh, please share this with your with your friends and your family and, and your colleagues. And uh, don't forget about the Noggin Notes app. If you're listening on the app, that's great. And if you're not listening on the app because you download it through iTunes or through some other uh, podcast platform, please check out the app. You'll find that you can keep notes for yourself. You can log your emotions. You can create a timeline of what you felt, when you felt it, and why you felt it. And then you can review that. And all of this is in the spirit of building greater insight and awareness personally. Uh, I noticed that I'm approaching the 15-minute mark. I like to keep these between uh, you know 10 and 12 minutes usually. So uh, thanks for bearing with me. I thought it was uh, I thought it was really important. I love this emotion. I love talking about it uh, because it just it just seems to pervade everything. I mean, if you think about whenever we're in a waking state, the emotion of interest is likely what's keeping us awake. I think that's fascinating stuff. Um, thanks for joining us again. This is, uh, not intended to be any sort of substitute for professional psychotherapy or counseling. And if you are interested in that, I encourage you to reach out to some resources in the United States. We got, uh, psychologytoday.com. We, uh, we also have 
the AAMFT.org, where you can go there and check out their therapist locator. And then overseas in Europe, at least, we've got uh, mind.org.uk and sane.org.uk. On behalf of the entire Noggin Notes team and the Zephyr Wellness team, I thank you for joining us. Uh, It's always an honor to be able to do this, and I look forward to speaking to you next time on the emotion of contempt. Thanks, and I wish you great mental health. 